0: Today, we're talking about Under the Tucson Sun, exploring the richness of living in Tucson. Let's get into it. Thank you for joining us yet again on the Nitty Gritty Real Estate Podcast. So we're kind of exploring some of the more local aspects to our podcast. We are based in Tucson, Arizona. And b- both Heather and I really enjoy the, the rich history that we have here. And uh, Heather basically helps run the team here on, on the Tom J. Krieger team. So it, it's kind of our jobs as the marketing department and someone who runs the team and, and basically gathers all the data for the team to understand what's happening locally and what has happened historically.
1: So well, I mean, yeah. they say love where you live. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Which is
0: a, actually a great store, why I love where I live yeah. in the Mercado San Agustin Annex. Yeah. So it's a really cool spot.
1: So yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about Tucson and what really Tucson has to offer because this is going to be our new series that we're going to be doing moving forward here on our podcast. We're going to be talking a little bit more about the lifestyle of Tucson and not just the real estate because... As much as we do love real estate because we are a real estate team, we also love where we live and being able to really share Tucson with people helps them understand why real estate is the way it is here. So let's start from the beginning with a little bit of history.
0: I like it. it.
1: Tucson was founded in 1776 and it has many roots that come from like almost 4,000 years even before that. Yeah, um, yeah. with the Hohokam Indians. Tucson is actually one of the oldest continually inhabited areas in North America. Yeah. So that means before the, the settlers came in, the Spanish settlers came in and, and all of that, it was tribal land. So knowing that gives you even more history on top of just the basics of Tucson when it became a city or a fortress or... A presidio, as they call
0: it. Yeah, and I I know during uh, San Javier Mission, which is known as the Dove of the Desert, Father Kino came in and established that. Yeah, a Spaniard, basically, and he was kind of beloved by everybody. But where he built that was where the the Spanish called the Papago Bean Eaters is what they (laughs) what they called them because they grew beans there, and that's one of the longest running agricultural places in the United States where they're conti- they continue to grow yeah. food there today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So cool. and, and just so you know, so all of these, essentially we're going to cover a ton in this podcast. Yeah. We're going to then take each of the topics, the main topics, and then we're going to dig into them a little bit deeper in different podcasts. So if you don't yeah. hear the complete history or the complete whatever that you want to hear, make sure you like and follow us so that you can continue this series with us and really truly learn. The amount that Tucson has to offer and or just southern Arizona in general has to offer, yeah. it's more than—I mean, I went from one really historic state of Florida to another really historic state in Arizona, and it's just great to see where we came from. Yeah. So we did begin began in 1776. We were a small presidio or walled fortress, about 700 square feet area, housing approximately two to three officers and 75 soldiers and their families— we were a territory as of 1863, and we continued to be the military—continued and continue to be the military headquarters for the state, which yeah. is pretty awesome. Yeah. And then from 1867 to 1877, Tucson, specifically, served as the capital of the Arizona Territory, and it was had previously been Prescott. Which
0: is also a cool place to visit.
1: Absolutely. So—
0: Uh, That that history is great stuff and we could keep going and going because, yeah, I mean, (laughs) again, rich history, lots of cultures coming in here, a huge confluence of people who have lived here and worked here. And so that being said, I know we had a previous podcast on migration and why people move here Mm -hmm. and nature and weather is sort of kind of at the top of that list. Yeah. Right.
1: So, so Tucson specifically is surrounded by five mountain ranges. So we are quite literally, surrounded by mountains. Santa Catalina Mountains and the Tortolita Mountains are both to the north of us. Mm-hmm. The Santa Rita Mountains are to the south of us. And if I'm not mistaken, there is this wild jaguar that lives in yeah. those in those mountains south of us. El Jefe. El Jefe,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and the Rincon Mountains to the east and the Tucson Mountains to the west. So, when, literally, quite literally, we are surrounded by mountains. Yeah and then we have sunny days galore here Tucson offers about on a good year 286 or more glorious days of fun in the sun blue skies typically yep. we have daily gorgeous sunsets. And when I say daily, that even includes some of the days that we have rain. Right. You will still end up with a sunset later in the evening.
0: Yeah. Um, Like once in a lifetime. We take it for granted here for sure.
1: Oh, 100%. (laughs) They call it art in the sky with cotton candy pinks, bright yet bleached oranges, vivid shades of purple with dapple clouds in these surreal skies. There are people who have lived here for years and will still stop and take pictures of the sunsets because you never know what – it's like you literally dropped paint on a canvas. It could be any color. Yeah. It's so pretty. It
0: is crazy. It's total eye candy.
1: Oh, for sure. (laughs) Wide open spaces with amazing views because of that. Tucson is known as a small town, Mm -hmm. but yet we are massive in space. You can go up to, you know, a house or a hotel or even just go up to the Catalina foothills and sit over top a ridge and just look down on the city lights You can't get that anywhere else Yeah. because we're in the valley. You can get up so high and see literally from mountain range to mountain range and see the square or roundness of Tucson city limits. It's it's flabbergasting when you're coming from a completely different state or city.
0: Yeah. We Um, do have a lot of urban sprawl here just because, you know, we have a lot of space. Hey, everyone. We want
1: to interrupt this episode to let you know that
0: we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now, let's get you back to the podcast. Now, there's one thing I love, and during the monsoon season here, okay, we have creosote. Yes. And creosote opens up when it senses moisture. And you can actually test this by like, you know. Okay. So for it. those who don't know, what is creosote? Yeah. Creosote is a really cool plant, bush. They use it actually on railroad ties so vermin don't get into it because it, it's kind of semi-poisonous. Mm-hmm. But, however, the smell is fantastic. You can dry it out and wrap it up and put it in your shower even, and it just this amazing smell. So during monsoon season... Yep. When it starts to get, we get more moisture in the air, we always complain about it because it's always so dry here. And then yeah. it gets like 30% humidity and we're like, oh God, we're suffering.
1: For those of you who have not lived in a city in which moisture is key to living, yes. like Florida.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But the smell is amazing.
1: Yeah. It's one of those smells that you only know if you've lived in the desert. Yeah. Like it is one of those smells that when you smell it, you know, it's desert rain.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, 100%. And it, it's just aromatherapy. It you know? is very much
1: well, I'm I'm sure they use it in in scents uh, all yeah. over the world because of it's such a unique smell. Yeah, absolutely. But you're talking about that yep. and, and we talked in another podcast that Arizona doesn't have natural disasters. Yep. It's just not a thing that we have here, though I have said for years,
0: uh, eventually rare. we're going to get the
1: tail end of a hurricane one day. Yeah. But Typically, natural disasters don't happen here. We don't get tornadoes. We don't get major blizzards. We get heat waves. Yeah. We get haboobs or dust storms. Yep. But for the most part, we get these things called monsoons. And when you hear monsoon and you're not from the, the southwest yep. or from Arizona, you think Philippines, torrential just downpours for hours and days and months and weeks. And that's not the way it is here. No, no, no. It's typically after 4 o'clock or a full day. That's what you'll get. And it is a few rainstorms, and that's it. And it cools Um, it down. It cools us down. smells fantastic. And the great thing, which is a really cool feature of Arizona, is when you look across the city, if you're up high enough, You can see a rainstorm happening, and you can literally see the outline of the storm, and it can be raining, and then you can walk out of that storm and it not be raining. So you can literally, like, step across the street and it not be raining, but you can see exactly where the rainstorms are if they're not full monsoons. If we have little baby rainstorms, that's what happens. Yep. And then the other thing I learned here, which I'm a weather nerd, so that's just who I am. So when we talk, our big one about podcast, I'm going to go super nerdy. But like, the you'll notice that you'll smell rain, and it is raining. It's just <laughs> not hitting the ground. Right. It is moistening the strata to allow the rain, the next big storm to come through, to actually come down as a big monsoon. Yeah, and it's, so, that's it's so dry
0: here. Yeah, Virga.
1: verga, and Virga. that's but it's that something that. You don't see other places that have rain. That's an Arizona special thing. Right, right. But those lead to, we don't have rivers here. We have washes. Right.
0: We call wash. them rivers sometimes. Rio River. Yeah. Or the Riverwalk. Well, it, it runs sometimes. It runs sometimes. <laughs> it's a wash.
1: And those washes actually become occasional raging rivers where we do have flash floods where people of the not brightest sort will drive through, <laughs> and— They will flow down the mountain through all of these rivers and washes from everywhere into the Santa Cruz River, then eventually into the Gila River, Mm -hmm. which then feeds into our water systems. So that's really when we get these waters. And here you would think water goes downstream. But when you're in Tucson, coming from the Florida girl where both sides are surrounded by water, you think water is going to go down. So you think it's going to go south. Water here actually goes North. north. Yeah. West. It is technically downstream from the mountain, but it is northwest. And it, so it's a, little, it's a little weird when Counter you think about it. It's counterintuitive for, yeah. when you think it's going to go down. You think south, and it's actually going northwest, which is kind of cool to think about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: But they can also lead to another amazingly beautiful thing on top of our beautiful sunsets are you can get some of the most amazing full rainbows or fully yeah. circular rainbows. We get a lot of double rainbows here. Oh. So those are just... That's some a little a little bit of yeah of just Tucson weather just
0: a little taste with that and now since we do have so much sun yes two hundred eighty six plus days a year <laughs> I think it f- kind of force not forces us but it, it it calls us to go outside yeah right? to, well, to I be mean, healthy and be outdoors
1: when it's not you know according to broken meteorologist maps two thousand degrees outside it's a hundred <laughs> yeah. degrees outside which and. When you're here for a decent amount of time, actually, your body gets used to that temperature. So yeah. being outside is not a huge deal. Yeah. But you do like morning hikes and afternoon hikes. That's the big thing here is hiking and outdoor activities.
0: I think that w- real quick, the biggest problem that I've, I've seen is people who come from out of state, they bring like a little bottle of water yeah, and, yeah. and think they're going out on a hike. Well, it's so dry here, you don't realize that you're getting dehydrated. So that mm-hmm. little bottle of water is going to be gone instantly and then you're dehydrated and have to call in the sheriff to come and rescue you. Yeah, most
1: Tucsonians have their emotional support water bottles. Y- yes, for yeah. sure. We
0: walk around with it and we suggest the camel pack yeah. or something that carries a couple of gallons of water.
1: Yeah. So be
0: prepared <laughs> for that if you come here and hike.
1: Absolutely. And again, remember all of these big these these sections that we're talking about we are going to go in expansion form so if you don't get what you want out of this podcast keep listening i promise we yep. will touch on everything yeah because hiking is such a big thing here in arizona statewide there are 600 non-motorized trails so these are the ones not the ones you put the side-by-sides and the quads through because we have many more of those these are the ones that you just walk and hike yep. and then of those 600 249 of them are in the tucson or surrounding areas
0: Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's <laughs> a good chunk of them. Yeah, no kidding.
1: Some of our major ones here in Tucson is Sabino Canyon, Tanca Verde Falls, Pima Canyon, Catalina State Park, Tumamoc Hill, mm-hmm. Saguaro National Park, and Mount Lemmon.
0: Mount Lemmon is a great spot. It is the highest southern ski resort in the nation.
1: Nice. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, it, and we get snow up there fairly regularly, which is weird. You know, we drive about an hour and we're in like 40 degree cooler climate and yeah. it's gorgeous.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. The other big thing is swimming, which you don't wouldn't think, you know, if you don't have a pool, but we have so many public pools here. Yeah. Not only do we have so many public pools here, you can swim in some of the surrounding area lakes. There's some, there's Lake Havasu, which is quite far north from us, but yep. there's also Lake Patagonia. You can go up to Rose Canyon and dip your feet in the water up there where you can fish, which is up on Mount Lemmon. Yep. And then we have Tankaverde Falls, which is a flowing waterfall, which is not quite a pool, but you can still go and lay in it, sit in it, and it's freezing. When it yeah. comes down from the mountain, it is so cold. Yeah. Even in the middle of summer when it is 100, potentially 109 degrees, that water is still cold coming down off the mountain.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't expect that out in the desert like that. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so um, rock climbing is is another sort of thing I see often. Like, yeah. I'll just be driving down the road and, you know, and see someone crawling around on a rock. I'm like,
1: all right, good for you. From some of my research, there's a lot of free climbers that climb out here because uh, we aren't super, super high, right. but we are high enough for them to be able to practice some of that free climbing, which is terrifying. free climbing. The terrifying. <laughs> From what I understand of free climbing, free climbing means no ropes. They're not actually attached to anything. So if they yeah. fall... fall
0: yeah yeah (laughs) so then that that kind of leaves probably the the most leisure activities that we see here from transplants which would be golf and tennis yeah
1: golf and tennis again because we have more sunny than rainy days it allows more time for those two and we have about 44 golf courses in and around the tucson area which is pretty large for a small town yeah Absolutely. I feel like every corner is a golf course, and, yeah. and every park we have here has tennis of some sort. The new Kino Stadium has racquetball, pickleball courts, yep. and then a lot we of have the retirement communities. Yeah, as well. all the retirement communities do, and then we have Tucson Racquet Club as well. So, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah that's that's really cool stuff. We also have the Omni Tucson National which hosts the Color Guard Classic, so mm-hmm. it's a major PGA event yep. that happens there.
1: And then the other major PGA event is actually in Phoenix, and yep. that is the Waste Management Open.
0: Yep, yep, exactly. Unappealing names, but very cool events.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, Waste Management <laughs> Open, I went for the first time this year, and— I was not expecting that out of – you You think golf tournament and you think, shh. Yeah. But it's like Happy Gilmore when he gets everyone real excited and is like hyping up the crowd. Like that's what it is the entire sessions. And it's so much fun. Yeah. I never thought I'd like golf as much as I do.
0: (laughs) I know. It it can be fun to watch (laughs) if presented right for sure, at least in my opinion. Now, my favorite part is the food. I'm so sorry to interrupt the best part of the podcast, at least for me which is food. We ran really long on this one. So please stay tuned to the next one. We're going to cover food, sports events, and destinations within Southern Arizona. We want you to stick around for the next one. See you then. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams, Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.